Benji Mendoza here bringing you more soccer content. This time we have a special guest. We're going to be talking about her quick and young career. The one and only, the one and only Jillian Martinez. We're going to fist bump this one. Absolutely. Thanks for being here with us at the beautiful La Quinta Alamo City, San Antonio, Texas. Folks, this is a place to stay. This is a place to be. Awesome little soccer place they got in the back with a nice Texas-sized pool and a beautiful lobby. They also allow Soy San Antonio football, Soy Saf, the podcast from here. Jillian, how are you? Welcome I'm to the show. Great. Thank you. I'm finally happy to be out of the house. Right? I know. This COVID thing has been going crazy. Yeah. So we're going to talk. We're going to run, that, run it down a little bit as to what our topic is going to be talk. Uh, what are we going to talk about today? Obviously, our country, the whole world's hurting right now. COVID-19 hitting rapidly, becoming a pandemic. It's hit us hard locally. It's hit us hard in the world. I mean, I know it's hurt you big yeah. time um, as a soccer player. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And um, folks, just a quick reminder, here's your public service announcement. Wash your hands. And if you're sick, stay home. Don't. Uh, let's think about our elderly. Let's think about others. Let's be respectful. And always keep everybody in prayers. Hopefully this will pass soon and we have some soccer back on the map so let's talk a little bit about that man this thing has been going crazy Jillian you're 18 years old you just turned 18 yes you're a senior at Madison High School Madison High School the number one team prior to the cancellation of the season or suspension of the season we don't know if the season's been canceled completely but we're waiting on word from UIL Um, we're going to talk a little bit about that as well Um, but Jillian here uh, Madison High School, uh, man, you guys have been doing some crazy soccer all the way up to this point, or to last week when they said, hey, we got to suspend games right. for right now. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, but you guys have been doing great stuff out in Madison High. Tell us a little bit about your experience. Let's start from the, um, let's start from the soccer world right now. Right. You're 18 years of age right now. Yes. You're, you're at the best peak of your high school career. Um, I mean, how does this, how do you feel? How are you managing this as a soccer player? Oh, I'm just having like the best time. Um, Being in this my first year playing high school soccer, I've really set the goal just to have fun. You know, in the past I've been in um, with the Development Academy and it's almost been like a professional team, but here in high school I can have, you know, a blast with my best friends and um, I think also as a team though, I just have a great, you know, from the back all the way from our goalkeeper to me, it's just we're all gelling so well at the right time, the right places, but we're all just having a blast with each other and, you know, with this suspension, we're of course yeah. a little bit down in the dumps, but we're hoping that it'll come back. Yeah, I know, it's crazy. I mean, we uh, here at SF also, you know, we're, we're not done with soccer, folks. We're definitely not done soccer. We're going to bring you a lot more interviews. we got Coach Pittman coming down. We actually, and we have uh, Coach Linton come from... Um, from Churchill also is going to be on the show here later on this week. But uh, we began with Ms. Martinez here because it's always important for us to just get that player perspective. It's crazy. Right. Up to that point, you guys were, I mean, doing amazing. You guys went on an undefeated streak right. and then finally lost yeah. to, who was it? It was Johnson. To Johnson. Yeah. You guys finally lost to Johnson. Yeah. Uh, it was a battle for oh, sure. Yeah. Johnson showed up their A game. Yeah. I think they needed that one to stay in contingency for district. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I mean, tell it's hard being the number one team in San Antonio. It's hard being the number one goal scorer in San Antonio if you go by that. 
But for you girls and Coach of Abcock, it must be so hard yeah. just to maintain that. Right. Right? He always tells us that every game's the other team, it's like their Super Bowl. They want yeah. to beat us. They want to be the number one team. So when I think when it comes to me and my um, job up front, it's hard because they're always either man marking me or putting two on me. So, But that also gives more flexibility to my teammates, like the midfielders, the outside backs, the outside midfielders. And But, I mean, it's hard definitely being the number one team and just staying up there. Well, let's talk a little bit about your team now that we're on that topic. Um, it's just not Jillian, that's for sure. If you gone out to go see Madison High, it goes beyond. I mean, it starts in the forward, but it goes beyond here. One of the names that always, and I, I love the way this girl plays. I mean, she's got great skills. Little tiny, little messy, in my opinion. I mean, Sierra Wanamaker. Yeah. I mean, this. let's talk about her and then your goalkeeper, right. um, yeah. Mia. Yeah. Mia's so good. Oh, my gosh, and then, yes. And then you also have... Um, uh, another another one on on your defense, Sam. Uh, Sam, Sam yes, yeah. yes. Let's talk about this team that you guys have collectively have have put together. Talk to me right. about your teammates. Talk to me about Sam. Talk to me about Mia. Talk to me about Sierra. How does that work? I mean, tell me about this team. Well, knowing that we have you know Mia, Sam, Sierra back there, it just gives us the attacking players confidence to just do whatever we can up there to score but like Sierra she can dribble like crazy yeah through the midfield Sam she's just so consistent and Mia too Mia makes the biggest saves whenever we're either up a goal and it's the last five ten minutes she'll make a big save off a corner and she'll get us up she talks to us but I think just Sam and Sierra and Mia just bring the team together in the back and that's something that you always need is chemistry right. on the pitch correct sure. talk let's talk a, bit, a little bit about this chemistry yeah so with um, our midfield, we also have a really strong midfield, and they distribute the ball very well. Like our holding mid, Natalie, she knows when to drop it back. She knows when to distribute to the outside wingers. And then also Izzy and JC in the midfield, they... Izzy. Izzy's yes. got that quick quick, quick uh, thinking and oh, footwork. That vision. That vision. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, I've seen Izzy. There's moments, I think, one of my favorite games, obviously, my two teams that watch this year, right, uh, this year, has always been that Lee Madison rivalry. Yeah. Two great games. You both have you've come out on top on both games, right? right? But yeah. barely though. No, yeah. Barely. I mean it's just not like, oh we beat Lee. No, they yeah. barely beat Lee in a hard felt game. I mean sure. and there's one thing that Izzy I've noticed about her is that there's been times where she's had um Cameron Clausa right. you know yeah. right on her and then uh Helen from uh, yeah. from from uh um from Lee and she's got that quick lane pass boom yeah. right to yeah. you and i'm just like wow incredible oh yeah izzy definitely she knows like the right passes and we've always that was our goal in the beginning of the year izzy and i to connect yeah either sometimes we'll switch to i'll be the 10 she'll be the nine and i'll get her the ball and she gets me the ball all the time so it's a really good like connection between and us. coach babcock just says overall yeah. we know what we have yeah. tell me talk to me a little bit about coach babcock babcock over at madison and what makes him the perfect fit for this yeah. team because yeah. I know you, you can have a great chemistry. Let's talk about it. I mean, you can have great chemistry on the field. You can have the greatest players on the field. But if management and coaching is not there, there's no connection. Right. So tell me how Coach Babcock just perfectly fits into this yeah. system. Coach Babcock, he just gives us the freedom yeah. to do you know what we do best. And I think for us, he always tells us small ball is our, our game. You yeah. know, that we can move the ball. But... He also, like, when it comes to critical times, like, at the end, he'll tell us to, like, slow the game down or keep the ball, keep possession, because that's our biggest strength, keeping possession. When we keep possession, 
and we move the ball, we're going to, you know, score on you. We're going to find a way through that. And I think also he teaches us, like, the different, um, whenever the other teams defend us, knowing how to break that down because some teams, they'll sit back. They yeah. won't come and attack us. So he teaches our defenders to take space and move forward. And for me, sometimes, you know, I could be man-marked, but he'll tell me, you know, try to find the outlets out wide and our outside wingers are the ones to get the ball to. But he just instills a lot of confidence in us and he believes in us. So I think that's what makes us want to do our best for him. And that's, I mean, that's amazing for me to hear because that's, that's the next generation mm -hmm. um, of players. Because you have how many, how many seniors do you have? We have 10. 10? Yes. And then, but you also have a whole bunch of yeah. sophomores mm -hmm. on your team yeah. that are, I mean, it's incredible. So you have the leadership, learning, teaching the right. young, and they're and they're moldable. Beautiful. Madison High School has been doing a heck of a job. Um, definitely one of the top teams with the top team in San Antonio. Definitely one of the top teams in the state as well as in the nation. Unfortunately, obviously, because of what's going on with the whole COVID, UIL has decided to uh, suspend play as of right now. Um, we don't know if there's going to be any more soccer, if there's going to be any playoffs, but for right now, it's done. But um, we're hoping, crossing our fingers, that this, this will pass and we will recover and we get to see you play one more time. That would oh, feel so bad for seniors right now, <laughs> yeah. but it's all right. So now we're going to go in. You know, we talked about the soccer and the team. Let's talk about you a little bit. How are you handling this whole thing? Um, it's really saddening and devastating for me, yeah. just like seeing how it's affected our country for yeah. sure. But for me, I've just, you know, been staying home with my family, trying to watch soccer as much as I can, get outside, but also just enjoy the family time. Yeah, absolutely. And um, playing like the Xbox, trying to stay, <laughs> I, I do like video gaming and There stuff. you go. <laughs> but <laughs> also like reading, trying to also hang out with friends when I can. Now it's kind of like I'm inside yeah. the house. but. Definitely trying to stay in and do my part. Cool. Yeah. Now, what have you been doing for yourself as a soccer player just to keep those skills going? So, for me, we have a treadmill, so I just, you know, run as much as I can in the mornings. But soccer-wise, I have a younger sister, so I, her and I go out and pass the ball a little bit in the morning in our backyard. And um, if not, we'll try to go to the McAllister Park. We try nice. to kick the ball. There's goals out there, so we'll try to have our own little session. But... For sure, and also watching soccer. I nice. think that's the biggest thing. Just yeah. learning, right. just learning, learning, learning. See, that's one of the things that we've we've also done here. People always ask us, so what is always San Antonio football doing? Well, we're doing this. Yeah. We're bringing new interviews and stuff like that. But yeah, we've been going back and reviewing some of the games uh, that we've been watching throughout the season. We're doing a collection right now. Um, our, our One of our contributors, Miguel Padilla, is working on an article. We tried to do a top 10, but there's yeah. so much talent in the city, we went for a top 20. Yeah, so it's so good. Talk to me. Um, you, this is the first time you've ever played in San Antonio yeah. and you're from San Antonio. Right, right. You've, you've played for the, obviously we mentioned the Develop Academy for the United States of Women's Soccer. Um, let's talk a little bit right now about what it means for you to see a change in women, in, in the United States Soccer Federation. And now that they have a new female president. Right. And what does that mean for you as a female player? You've seen it. And for those of us that are just listening or tuning in right now, um, the Development Academy um, was placed by the United States Soccer Federation to start developing young, identify young talent for right. potential, you know, national columns, correct? Right. Yes. You were identified at what age? Uh, 12. 12. Yeah. So they found you at 12. <laughs> yeah. And you ended up going to where? So um, when I was 12, I just turned 13 actually, I got my first call up to the U15 national okay. team, and that was in California. In California. Yes. So you spent a lot of time in California, right. and at that time, what club were you playing with? I was actually 
just finished, so I was with Lone Star San Antonio, yeah. and then I basically moved to Lone Star Austin. Austin, about, and that's, Lone Star Austin is the big one, right? right? That's yes. where all the, a lot of the kids that end up getting right. some call-ups end up coming mm -hmm. from. So you ended up moving up that way. Yes. The travel for mom and dad must have been crazy. Oh San Antonio goodness. to Austin, and they're all the way up in, close to Round, Round Rock. Rock. Yeah. yeah, so that's probably like an hour and a half drive. Oh, like two hours. Two hours, yeah. right? That's crazy. Yeah. So you go through this development academy, you got your first national call-up at 15. Talk to me about that experience. So, of course, like wearing the crest and representing your country yeah. is just an amazing feeling. And for me, I actually I was 13 when I got my first call-up yeah. and it was with a 15. Oh, wow. National okay. Camp, so. Okay, Jillian. Sorry. <laughs> Let's go. Let's rewind. Let's rewind that. 13-year-old Jillian <laughs> getting a big call-up for the U15. That's yeah. epic, man. That's awesome. But I was I was just super young, and I knew I had nothing to lose. And yeah. then staying in the um, U.S. soccer system and then playing internationally. I traveled to Portugal. I played Portugal, Switzerland, um, Belgium. Yes. And, and then I also played – Japan came to California one camp, and just seeing that international exposure, but also seeing that um, – as like as I've been growing as a soccer player and being in the DA really did help that them seeing me but I'm just super happy to be home now awesome you know we're happy to, that yeah. you were home for sure I remember when you when I saw your name to be honest with you when I saw your name um, with uh, Madison yeah. and you were gonna be playing there I said wait what <laughs> I was yeah. like I know this kid I, I've actually I remember you from probably three years ago mm -hmm over at Lone Star when the, probably 2017, when uh, the Athenians traveled up to Round Rock to play Lone Star at the Round Rock soccer facility, yes. your name was circulating saying, hey, you know, there's a San Antonio kid here that you might be interested in. They talked to me about you back in 17, and you were just, geez, you were probably like a sophomore at that time, yeah. sophomore, junior, but you were in California. Right. You were in California, but they were telling me that you came out of that academy, and that's when I heard about you. So you go out to California, yes. you go train out there at the yes. Development Academy, and then what happens out there? So when we're out there, it's like a week-long training camp, and we basically scrimmage each other, we'll play, um, they'll sometimes bring in like a California club team yeah. to play us, but you're training with the best players in the nation. Yeah, so for it's, sure. It's definitely a competitive environment, but also it's an environment where you can just take in all the information from the U.S. soccer coaches. They're there to help you, they want to see you succeed and get better, so for me that whole week was just... I was in a learning environment. I was there to get better, to improve as a player against the best players in the nation. And you can tell, definitely tell that all that took because now that you're back here in, in San Antonio, I mean, you might think, oh, this girl, what is she doing playing in, in public high school? But it's been a challenge for you. Yes. Hasn't yeah. it? So I let's talk. To play. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's talk a little bit about that because a lot of folks come to me and say, Benji, you know, Texas high school soccer and all these things, it's not that it's competitive, the level and all this level play. I was like, listen, hold your horses, yeah. stop. The, 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 the level of play, especially in San Antonio, right. it's crazy. Yes, it it's is. crazy, isn't it? You have Lee, you have, now you have New Braunfels right. coming up, you have mm -hmm. Canyon, New Braunfels coming up, you have Shirts Clemens coming up. How, how difficult has it been for you to be playing, and you wanted to play Texas high school right. soccer, right. up to this point, how hard has it been for you mm -hmm. to just play that style, to adapt to public high school soccer? But talk to me a little bit more about how playing girls soccer in San Antonio 
has benefited you and how competitive it is here in the city? I always tell people that ask me, every district game was like a playoff game. Yeah, they're like, tough. It's so competitive. Um, our district, for sure, Northeast, like the top five schools, they could easily make playoffs. Oh, but for sure. Top four only go. So top five you have in the Northeast, you have Brandeis, you have Northeast is uh, us, Lee, Lee, uh, Reagan, Reagan, Johnson, and yeah. Johnson. That yeah. Johnson, and then we talked about Johnson. I mean, you have a number one team, you. Uh, nationally ranked now you broke into one of the top 100s nationally and then you're in the top 10 in the state and then you're crushing it you're having all these amazing competitions and some amazing soccer and you show here comes johnson right somewhere yeah. out yeah. down here in the middle of the pack and you're up here and they take y'all down yeah, yeah that was that, that game definitely, the weather was crazy. It was yeah, super yeah. cold, windy, and of course Johnson brought their best against us, wanting to beat us, but you know they got a corner kick and we just maybe lost focus for yeah. that one second, and it was the last, I think, seven, eight minutes. Yeah, it was, scoring. absolutely. So, it, was a, it was a game ender, right. and it was just one of those things where corner kick. Right, and it was our last game of the first part of district. Yes. So we were trying to you know go out undefeated, but you know they got one on us, but... It, they were a great team. It was a great game. But that shows you the level of play right. in the city, yeah. right? So for you, it's been tough. What's been one of the hardest things for you as a competitor, as an athlete, um, you know, as a, you know, a designated academy player uh, for the U.S.? What's been the most challenging part for you as a player in playing here in San Antonio? I think, um, well, a lot of people say that there's differences in high school soccer and uh, I guess you could say DA. Yeah. But there really isn't. Like, it's no. just so competitive, so aggressive. Every team wants to win. Yeah. They bring their best. But I would say the hardest thing for me was kind of just adapting as a senior to, like, to a new team. Um, you know, a lot of these girls are with this team since freshman year and also wanting to bring my best to the team and, you know, having to adapt to, like, their style of play, Madison's style yeah, of play, yeah, yeah. and then also realizing that the other teams that we're playing, like, every week's going to be a challenge. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing was having that challenge of every team, like, every week. And that helps you yeah. as development. Right, exactly. And that's what we were talking about. You said there's no difference between development right. academy, national, and developing right. as a player. I mean, I think, that, I think that's... I've seen improvements in you since I saw you start playing number one. Before, I remember from the first couple of weeks, I saw a very studious Jillian, like, where, where, you know, where are my cutting lanes? How am I going to study? And then halfway through the season, when we brought um, that game of the week, that first league game, it was a complete different type of Jillian right. yeah. where you were feeling a lot more confident and taking yeah. more strikes. For sure. So that development factor was huge for yes, you, right? Yeah. So that's helped you as a player to say, okay, here's the mentality of the right. game. Yeah. And so as we all know as soccer players, as a former one and now as, as, as a soccer player yourself, mentality is one of the yeah, hardest things to sure. get, right? Yeah. How has that helped you? Like how yeah. has this experience helped you grow mentally in the game? No, I think being, um, so I've always played the number 10 and then yeah. being as a number nine, having more of an attack-minded um, style of play, but mentality-wise, like it's really helped me become confident in going forward, taking players on. I know a lot of players sometimes fear taking players on because they don't want to lose the ball, but for me that just taking the players on, taking my shots, knowing I need to take that shot when I can, 
mentality-wise, it's just helped me build so much confidence and a stronger mentality as to going against every player I can. And nice. No more holding the ball. Exactly. No more hesitation. Right. Like, I got you. Yes, yeah. Perfect. Beautiful. See, that's the thing that we love about Texas high school soccer. Thank you for sharing that with us. That's yes. so important for us. Now, with all that said, you're, you know, hopefully we're going to get to see you back on the pitch here real soon. Yes. But now you're headed back to California yes. after graduation, and you're going to be playing with not only one of the top teams in the country, <laughs> the UCLA Bruins. Yes. So congratulations, Fizma. So <laughs> congratulations on that. The UCLA Bruins, man. How, how, I mean, that's a different challenge. So let's give you a little bit, our folks, a little bit about that. That's going to go as, you know, and you're not just one of the ones – from this town, you know, uh, Cameron Clausa, a junior, yes. signed with Texas Tech. Um, I think Helen from Clark as well, I mean, from Lee, um, has signed with, I think, UTSA. There's, and then Anna, or Brittany Campa, signing with UTSA. So all these players that are in your generation signing with big division one. Sierra Wanamaker going to UIW, UIW who UIW last year had an epic yes. season going into the Sun Belt conference and just beating some of the top i think they even uh they they beat some of the top teams yeah. in in their conference they had never made playoffs they had never made the big tournament and then uiw being led there was only i believe they only had like four or five seniors yeah. yeah they did and the rest of them are all freshmen sophomores and juniors and now they're bringing in reinforcements yeah. it shows a lot about the talent let's talk a little bit about ucla yes. about you and then I want to bring it back and talk about the growth of women's soccer in San Antonio. Yes. All right. So UCLA, yes. headed out there, excited. Yes, I'm super excited. I head out there June 21st, and then June 22nd I start summer school and training with the team and I'm kind of just getting acclimated to the um, campus. Nice. And they got some big names right now. Yes. They got some big names out there. Yeah. When I went on my um, unofficial visit, I remember watching them practice. Yeah. And then afterwards, Mallory Pugh, Mallory, she came yeah. up to me and she's like, UCLA is the place to be. I was, was, was about to mention Mal yeah. Pugh, who's, uh, what, 1920 now? Yes. And yeah. Mallory Pugh's a UCLA, uh, and then Sydney LaRue's a UCLA. Yes, yeah. She's a Bruin. So many UCLA, I mean, big names. So that's a huge step for you. Yes. So we're going to wish you the best of luck Thank at UCLA. San Antonio is absolutely proud of you for sure. We're going to keep you on the map. I think we are overdue in this city to produce a talent like you and a talent like other players. You've definitely elevated the game. You. You've definitely helped these competitions to get better. And we're just going to get better. Let's bring it back now to San Antonio. Yes. I mean, you've been playing everywhere but home. And now you're playing at home. What does it feel? What is it? What's your feeling as a young girl? Uh, 18 now. Um, coming back home to San Antonio. Yes, we don't have soccer. It's been suspended for right now. But the opportunities three, four years ago weren't there. Now you have five women's semi-professional teams with three different women leagues. Um, you have San Antonio Blossoms, obviously, with the Classic Elite. Right. Alamo City, obviously, with Alamo City. Corinthians, more of an international stage. Athenia is more of an international national stage. And now you have Surf City San Antonio. Five semi-professional teams here in this city. And what does it feel like for you to okay. see that in this town? 
Well, I take a lot of pride coming from San Antonio and yes. knowing how much right here, baby, yeah, right here, right there. Knowing how much you've grown in like the past, you know, four or five years, it's it's just crazy to see like all these younger players. Me having a younger sister, knowing yes. that she has those options here in San Antonio. Yeah. Whereas for me, I didn't growing up. You had to go out, right? And, yeah. And, but now with you, now it seems like you can just stay here and yeah. locally get seen, correct? Yes, and and like. For my sister, she's staying in San Antonio. That's where she wants to be. That's where my That's dad it. wants her. We, and so my sister just having her have these options, and um, for me seeing her grow and seeing the San Antonio community grow, it's just it's awesome. It's it's so nice to see these younger girls, this young, younger generation, having these opportunities and having knowing that they can be seen from San Antonio and. You know, people like you and people who are trying to put the word out there for San Antonio soccer, thank you. No, 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 no. We're just doing yeah. our job. We're doing justice for the justice that needs yeah. to be done. You girls have been, I mean, you girls have been kicking butt for the longest time. I think, yeah, it's overdue. We talk about women's soccer in the city. And we're going to continue pushing that. But yeah. you girls are doing the work. I mean, some of the, some of the stuff that we've witnessed as, I mean, I remember my buddy Miguel and I, we were sitting there one time and we were just looking at each other. We're just witnessing amazing soccer. We, we've seen at least uh, 10, we've broadcasted at least 10 games of the week. Mm -hmm. um, four of them have been, uh, have been uh, girls soccer. Yeah. And I've told Miguel, I was like, man, I've, I've actually had more fun watching these games. That was a game. Yeah. And those are games. I mean, incredible matches. So you girls are the ones putting the work. We're just, we're just trying to help you girls get more, or not even help, because you girls, we're just trying to give that exposure and soccer justice, as I like to call it, to what you girls are doing. So for you to see the growth in this city, um, that means a lot. Right. Do you think San Antonio, and if the commissioner of the NWSL oh, is listening and watching, yeah. <laughs> do you think this would be a perfect city for the next expansion? Because I know we have a brand new president right. for the NWSL. Yeah. We have a brand new president for the United States Soccer Federation, yeah. two females. Yeah. I'm all about it. I was in the military. I'm going to start up. I'm going to divert a little bit from here. But I served in the military, and some of the best commanders that I had, some of my officers in charge, I was in the medical field in the Navy medicine sector of it. And I'm telling you, some of the best teachers, some of the best leaders, some of the best motivators I ever had were my female commanders because they gave that under I, – I guess all I'm saying is they, they have this – overall vision yeah. you know they're we're we as men naturally are just like let's go get yeah. it let's do this ladies think outside the box right. in my in my opinion so it seems like everything is falling into place yeah. for you girls to finally get the recognition at the stage nothing against men's soccer we're not bashing and we're not doing anything about right. that but for you as a girl as a girl an 18 year old young lady right. how do you feel growing up in soccer america right now at your age I think the fact that, of course, like women, you know, we have more of a voice now in soccer. I think that's really inspiring for me because I do want to play professionally, and I know that the women that are playing now are trying to get the word out there for women that we're powerful, we have skill, and and then so I think for me, after going to college and knowing that I have that platform yeah. for women's soccer in America, it's going to be great. It's, it's just inspiring to me, wanting to you know push hard and play professionally. Well, you heard it from Jillian Martinez herself. Thank you so much for yes, being on the show you. with us. I mean, we've, we've enjoyed thoroughly talking the inside. We like to bring you in these soccer perspectives. Um, keep following our channels on Soy San Antonio Football on YouTube, on Spotify now. 
on uh, Apple Podcasts and on Google Podcasts. We're on all those podcasts now. Yeah, so we're going to be pumping this out there to that. And as well, we're going to be putting it up on our YouTube channel so you folks can enjoy. Jillian, any last words you want, want to tell everybody? Um, I would just say always push and San Antonio soccer is growing and embrace that and know that he, you're doing your part. Everyone's doing their part and just to have fun and Viva San Antonio. Let's go. Viva San Antonio. I like that. I might have taken yeah. that one. Viva San Antonio indeed. Hopefully we wish you the, hopefully we get to see you again yeah. playing high school soccer. I, 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 I can't get enough. I, I sorely miss watching high school teams and it's i'm telling you right now when if this when this all blows over lord willing and, and uil says you know what let's resume play at this stage if they say hey we're just going to take the top ones and go into playoffs whatever it is i'm i'm looking forward to see i i'm looking forward to see southwest oh, yeah. down the dragons the boys team down there they have unfinished business i said they were going to be uh, state champions i i said lee men's was going to be state champions yeah. I said Madison was going to go into the state championships. I, I have so much high school San Antonio oh, unfinished business. Yeah. I'm hoping it's done. We have unfinished business. You girls Madison, have unfinished yeah. business. But, yes, we will be bringing you more content here in Soy San Antonio football. For now, Benjamin Dosa from Soy Saf and Julian Martinez. <laughs> it's DJ.